all life as you know it, stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with Conan Neutron and Josh Davis. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree shot. Confidence of a hero or fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. That's like a science thing, right? Indeed it is. Indeed it is. It's a science thing. It's a science place. And you are here. Welcome one and all to the one, the only. Protonic reversal. Uh, we have with us some some guests. Uh, and I'm using the royal we because it's just me, Conan Neutron, <laughs> your host. Uh, but we have uh, Chris and Dan and the currently non-miked Eric who's dicking around with something of the Bismarck. This Everybody. is the first time I've ever seen him dick around with something. So... <laughs> I don't hold it against him. It's a it's a bold new word. World word. It's a bold new word too. Sure, I, I did promise I wouldn't show my ass. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're working under strict contractual terms here. I heard Jerry say he's fucking out of here if, any, if there's any contract breaches. <laughs> Look, man, we're I don't, a lot of people. First off, a lot of people don't know us, but the people who do know we are extremely litigious. <laughs> Just <laughs> suing at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I've I've heard that about yep. you guys. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bismarck, of course, are a band uh, from Seattle, long-running band. Uh, how many years now? Oh, see, Eric needs to be on the microphone for this. He's like the the t- the date keeper. We started we started practicing in two thousand two. Okay. Uh, and I think we started playing shows in two thousand three. All right. Two thousand two, actually. Uh, yeah. New Year New Year's Eve. Yes. New Year's, oh, that's right. It was New Year's. Well, it was yes, December thirty first, two thousand two. Yes. So it was as our the, first uh, show. Our, mm-hmm. Yes, our official first show was uh, New Year's 2002. So I, yeah. I guess this is the beginning. We're four months into 16 years. I don't mean to be pedantic, but New Year's 2002 doesn't that sound like it should be like the end of 2000? Well, all right, let's move. Let's move along. It, I, it is very confusing. Yeah, was, we're just going to drag it. you into the weeds as quick as possible. So That's fine. you have heard this show, right? Long, <laughs> long story short, 16 years. 16 years. Okay. Yes. And uh, there, there's a, a heroically large discography of, of music to contend with. <laughs> Not really. Well, <laughs> I suppose it depends on. I mean, to contend with, yes, it is a lot to deal with. But it does. It's not a lot of time, like minutes. But it's a lot to go through. Right. Right. So, yeah, most people I would say probably haven't done it. I don't think we've listened to all of it. I, I have. <laughs> well, I don't know. If I listened, have I listened to all of it? I don't know. Yeah, I got me paranoid. Yeah, thinking there's some obscure B-side somewhere. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of we send a lot of stuff to Germany for remixes, and there's a lot of dub twelve inches and stuff that they're hard to find. Who can keep track? Mm -hmm. Yep, picture discs with people I've never even seen on them. So (laughs) it fulfills the criteria of being a picture and being a disc. Yes, it's the secondary market, Conan. I've got to just it's it's where the money's at. Yeah, it's that's that's my understanding. Yes, (laughs) I've been told. (laughs) So I've been told. Uh, of course, I was aware. I was aware of your band before actually hearing it, uh, Dan, uh, because you are 
an old school electrical audio. Yes. Pre-PRF. I think I have like a pre uh, a sub 100 forum member number. I, I uh, like up by Tim. Yeah, I think you get, you get the like the, the the set of steak knives with that. I believe that's right. right. I'm yeah. like ten below. I'm ten past Ben Adrian because he was the one I heard it heard yeah. it, it existed from. <laughs> so, which for the longest time he he was just my. I was like, let me know if there's anything I need to know about on there. Yes. Well, and this is the and prior to that even I heard about that from Ben because of the Noise Rock mm. Yahoo group. Oh, yeah. Which no fucking person under 40 yeah. has ever had an experience being a member of a Yahoo group. Yeah, yeah. I was going to, wow. Well, oh, I, I made that. Well, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a I thing. actually had forgotten that existed. It wow. was a total thing. Yahoo group, yeah. It's probably Pour just. a little out. Yep. I know. It like, like Friendster, it's probably just devolved into some sort of like bizarre hookup forum that we can't even <laughs> conceive of anymore. Just Russians all over the place advertising for Agra. <laughs> The whole scene. It's, it's, it's for a breakoff group of ChristianMingle.com <laughs> went there. What, have you seen uh, the Farmers Only? I think is that, is that, is that what <laughs> that, it is? Which, that that feels like the inevitable destination for that forum. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I groups. was wondering if so, is, like, do people get excised from those particular dating sites if they aren't farmers? Like, how do they, do they get outed as like <laughs> hey, you soybeans? Show, show That's your, not real farming. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, what colors do soybeans come in? Yeah. Green. It's, Purple sometimes. Get out! Get out! False farmer! False farmer! Fake farmer! Get the fuck out! So when I met yeah. you, it was uh, the the day the, the one and only time that my band Replicator ever was on Pitchfork Media was when our gear was stolen, to which they gave a helpful link to Master Lock, uh, in in the in the thanks, news nice. item. Yeah, thanks. That's, Wonderful. That's really, what I wanted to see, but I found it very fitting, of course, that. <clears throat> Uh, I met you immediately <clears throat> afterwards. I'm not blaming that on you necessarily. I'm just saying. I mean, there's some Bismarck luck. We we do have all of your stolen equipment. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long. I've game. been trying to find a buyer for that <laughs> fucking guitar for like <laughs> 15 <laughs> years now, and it's driving me crazy. I, I'd be shocked if they ever did. I will give you 15 dollars to yeah. take that away from me. It's like all hot rotted only. Yeah, from me. they just melted it down for parts. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Slag, <laughs> but I I most and became a fan of your of your guys's um, actually the first record I think I really listened to in its its entirety was was uh, Great Plains, which mm-hmm. I think is fantastic and actually I think it's a massively underrated record. And then from there I went back and was like, oh yeah, because I'd heard like a song or two. Um, so probably played it when you saw us. Yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah, we were still playing the blood, some Blood of Patriot stuff at that point, probably still. Which is interesting because I was ex- I was explaining this to Tony Ash, and I was I was explaining how there's Blood of Patriots, but there's Bomb Patriots too. Yeah, which so is kind of amazing. Can we have a, a lot of yeah, terrible that, ideas. That's a great idea. What are you talking about? I, that's I, not I a terrible it was, idea. It's the, I thought it was a great <coughs> idea, but consider it's the source. a crazy <laughs> thing that yeah, the our good ideas and bad ideas are really indistinguishable. But especially to us. Yeah. yeah, and so we come up with a lot of really uh, stupid ideas, and then it's the rare thing where we actually execute on it. So <laughs> I think it was one Christmas or something that we had been talking about this. Well, I, I know specifically where it happened. When did it happen? We were on we were on tour, and you had a Zoom. And yeah, the Zune... Zo- uh, dated at all. Yeah. I'm, this is how old this it idea... Been brown, I'm not sure. So the Zune was... You yeah, just had... Stuff on his Walkman. Yes. <laughs> you, well, that wouldn't work with this. You had it on random. Yes. And uh, we had just listened to some song... I think it was a rap song of some kind, mm-hmm. probably from so pro- probably from the Chronic, but it ended with an explosion. Mm-hmm. It ended with you know the car bomb, 
like that. And then the next song immediately started next. And it was like PJ Harvey or something. Yeah. <laughs> and and we found it so funny. And then and then and then it happened again. Like another song ended with the big like a big bomb explosion. And then it went into something else like, you know, uh, like Big Black. Yeah. And then we were just like, well, it'd be hilarious if we just did this and we just put bombs. I think the original idea was to put bombs between the songs. Right. And then later on it morphed into, or we could just throw bombs All in the song. It. If you remember the early days of like MP3 distribution, they I would do, do like, um, it would either be like super low quality or they would have like almost like an audio watermark thing on it to like prevent you so that it wasn't the real thing. <laughs> right, so they're yeah. like copy protection basically, yeah. right? And so I was thinking it would be hilarious by if you just were like... Winamp, it really <laughs> whips the llama's ass. Oh my God, yes, get all your Winamp skins. So I thought it'd be funny just as copy protection, like this isn't the real track because we just put a bomb sound effect every 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. so that it gotcha. you know, okay. doesn't leak to radio. Well, right? and, and and then what I, what I ended up doing is I went to the... Uh, I was making a movie at the time. I needed sound effects like gunshots or so police sirens and everything. Your standard Foley. Yeah. yeah, and and I went to the library and I checked out these this disc that just had a whole bunch of them on there and it had bombs right. and I think they only had two noises which <laughs> it was like the atomic bomb and then just one that was just like just a regular bomb going <laughs> bomb off that is not the atomic bomb yeah <laughs> and so if you actually listen to to it I think there's only two maybe there was a third one I think I composited one together there's nothing you can do with a bomb sound effect that's fucking twenty seconds yeah. long it doesn't go anywhere yeah. except that the end of seven and seven is by love yeah but. <laughs> So there's uh, basically just two bomb noises on yeah, that on bombs of tra yeah. bombs of patriots. It's it, it. I will say it still manages to be that actually might make it funnier. To, it, yeah, because, yeah. because it's one of those things that it'll come back around. You're mm -hmm. like, this is really stupid, but it's, yeah. it's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, at the if same you have time. an MP3 playing device, I highly recommend you put that version of the record on because it's a lot more entertaining <laughs> just to come up randomly because you'll forget that that's what you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's how we ruined that record for everyone. Um, the first one we just ruined by playing all the songs pretty straight. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and writing them. Uh, and so, and of course, you guys are now a trio, uh, but for the, the vast majority of the times a band, you were a quartet. I, I was yeah. I was just saying this to uh, uh, Mr. Neil Murkowski the other day. Where it's like the reverse silkworm. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the reverse silkworm is actually banned in a few states. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not up on my sex laws. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how long the three piece goes, but I mean, we've got what ten more years before it even ties four piece. So yes. <laughs> yeah. there you go. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's it was interesting to me that uh, because you, I mean, you guys have a certain tenacity and perseverance with what you do and uh an articulated vision even if uh you know it's debatable as to the you know the, the Art commercial aspirations <laughs> the, art to say. the artistic <laughs> merit <laughs> yes it's it's coherent it's not viable i think is what we're maybe searching for <laughs> right uh that it, it was it was the kind of thing where it's like okay since it when it kind of be was it wasn't really clear what was going on but i was like okay it doesn't appear as if nate's playing with them and like is that like a one-off thing is that like a like what's going it, on it wasn't yeah. it wasn't it wasn't planned it was more like he was not able to come to practice as much as he wanted to or and as, as much as we wanted him to and then we kind of got into our head that we wanted to go to germany i think we were offered am i right chris yeah the grant national had offered like hey if you want to come to germany of course we're like well, why not and it just happened to coincide with 
Nate saying he couldn't tour right, right. in the foreseeable future. Like, you know, not necessarily even this tour, you know, that tour. Which been, just like but in just general. in general. Yeah. And so we said, like, well, instead of getting a bass player, I'll just play bass. Right. And, you know, like, I'll just, but what happened is I just made up new bass parts for all of his songs because I couldn't play as well as him, <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be totally honest. And then uh, we, we happened to just make up a couple more songs. And then we went over there. And when we came back, the idea was that Nate would just join us again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he just decided he didn't want to. And it's just that, it's just that simple, really. And it's like there's any, like much in the way of bad blood or anything from the No, 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 no. I mean, it, it we, was just in a spot where practice and being in a band was just like a super, it was a lot, the, all the rigmarole to get there and do yeah. all that. It was, it was just more hassle than it was yeah. justifying I mean, the joy of it. Well, where, where was he? He was living in Port Townsend? Right, which yeah. is somewhere in Washington. No, it's like... It, it involved, I'm, I'm actually familiar with Port Townsend. Yeah, he had yeah. to take a goddamn boat to get to practice. There was a replicator fan there who was like, when are you going to play? I'm like, honestly, probably never. I'm sorry. Right. Not so long. <laughs> We've actually played Port Townsend like three times. Yes, well, you're a lot drove, closer. But yes, we are, yes. Yeah, yeah so it's understandable. I, yeah, it's, it's yeah. beautiful, but it's definitely like a yeah, hovercraft yeah. or boat. It is much. on the way yeah. to nothing. Like, no, But but yeah, that, I mean, that's basically it. It just, en- it just ended up that... Uh, yeah, it was really, really difficult for him to do. Um, he did come back for uh, the 15-year show that we did in yeah, November. Ask about that. Yeah. Oh, so uh, was that was that? Um, so when you when you when a band hits like major landmarks, it's always kind of like a wow. This is it's interesting to like see it as like one uh, like continuous uh, you know through line uh, through yeah. all of it. So what was it at that point? Was did it like bring back like weird memories at all or anything like uh, when you first started or some of the songs were. I thought we picked a really, really good smattering of songs. I think we grabbed at least one from every record, except for English Hustle. I think it's the only one that didn't have anything on it. Oh, interesting. And uh, which that makes sense since that's one of the more recent ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we we just wanted to play some that we hadn't played for like a long time. I mean, we played something right. off the first record for God's sakes. Yeah. And, and yeah, we did it. And then when we were doing the set list, we were just like. How about just do it in order of release, even on re- like track order? It ended up being like worked totally fine. Like a really, like a really Set solid programming list. Cron order. Yeah, yeah, we did it in cron order, and it was uh, yeah, that show the one in Seattle was great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's for us. We've all known each other for so long; it is difficult to underscore that. So Eric and I met in when we were thirteen. So that's eleven, dude. Oh, eleven? I think we're eleven or twelve. Oh my God, it was like seventh grade, where whatever the hell that pencils into. So that's like twenty-eight, thirty years ago. Some yeah, really a long of chunk of time. Sure. Um, and started playing in bands together in about nineteen ninety-two. Um, and with Nate as well. With so Nate, Eric yeah. and Nate and I were in a band together in 1992, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Going back and listening to it <laughs> at the time, to- at the time though, it was basically oh. like it was like like fucking Joy Division meets the Stooges yeah, or something. Yeah. But looking back, it was actually dog shit. But <laughs> at the time, I can't I can't underscore how awesome it was. Yeah, and I think course. we played four shows or something. Uh, I, I, with Over Nate, two years? I'm going to say with Nate we played two. I think we played five after he left. It was hard to find a gig. Yeah, it was really hard to find shows in, yeah, in North Dakota. Yeah. And then, Chris, you met Eric and Nate in... 90, fall of 94 when I moved to Grand Forks to go to college. So, uh, so oh, that's you went to college? I did. I don't know why. That's so weird. It didn't seem worthwhile. Uh, But there I was. There you were. Yep, living the dream. You lived with Nate too there, right? I I lived with Nate there. Uh, 
You had a bar in your house. We did. We had a bar. <laughs> we had... You had shows? Un, undone dishes <laughs> no. for months. Oof. Uh, we had all sorts of fun things in that house. Did you, yeah. get, you ever give any uh, garbage shelves, if you're, if you're familiar with that concept, where somebody yeah does not want to take yep. out the garbage, so they just start stacking like a pizza box, and then they Oh, yeah, it's just stack layers yeah. and layers. Yeah, it was that kind of house. <laughs> it's like yeah. there's a substrata of like garbage that, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... It was not they, the tidiest arrangement. I, I definitely lived in a place that there was a like Cold War involving garbage yep. that, yep. that yep. went on for, for... It was all the... Like, everyone's like, just fuck this, I'm not going to do the dishes. I, these aren't my dishes. I'm not doing these dishes. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to leave my dishes on top of these dishes. Then you're all out of dishes. <laughs> and then everyone is bringing like plastic forks home from <laughs> McDonald's or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And just like, <laughs> all right, now I'm not going to take out this garbage either. Yeah. And just, Who's yeah. going to blink first? <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm like, not me, motherfucker. Not me. I'm going to move out before any of this. I'll die first. Yes. <laughs> and then it just becomes like a you know biohazard situation after a while. That house. Stick you assholes with the electrical bill and the dishes. <laughs> well, so there was a... Uh, yeah, so we met Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 and uh, so there was a band that... Uh, he, Chris was in another band called The Quarantines. Oh, can because, you spell it for me? Yeah, spelled with, you know, teen, T-E-E-N-S. T-E-E-N-S. such a good idea. Yeah. And we were, I think we were first on that scene. So, game, respect, game. Nate and I were in another band, and then that band broke up, Quarantines broke up. That was Ice Nine. I don't know why, because there was another band called Ice Nine. I told that to the drummer in the band. He's like, I don't care. Ice Nine is the explosive that Ace from Doctor Who uh, was always cooking up. Eh, Whatever. It was from a Kurt Vonnegut book, because, you know, we were in college. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That too. Cat's Cradle. That's 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 the the more oblique in reference. So, anywho, and then after after that, so those two bands broke up, and then uh, Nate and Chris were both singers only in that band. Mm. And... uh, I played guitar in that in the previous band. So, anyways, they wanted to start a new a new thing, and they both decided to play instruments. So, I got stuck playing drums, and then we ended up playing as a three piece in this band for like I think it was like only ten months, really. But we made an album that had like twenty two songs on it. Jesus, uh, it was we, unnecessary. Yeah, it was pretty unnecessary. And then I moved, and then uh, take it away, Chris. Uh. I don't know where to go with this. With story. The tele- talk, talk about talk about IG. Oh, okay. Um, IG. So so Nate and I both moved away for a year, moved overseas. And, and then I, when we got I moved back, to Olympia. Eric moved to Olympia. We moved away. Uh, when we moved back, um, we decided we we were not done doing this rock and roll thing. So uh, he and I uh, went back to me guitar, him bass. And then uh, our friend Isaac. Did Turner. you characterize it that way? Me guitar, you bass. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Can I? I, I got a question. I have, I have a question got. for you. Did we for the band that you and I and Nate were in, where I played drums, you played guitar, he he bass. Uh, did you guys just like flip a coin, or did or was this like an actual? I owned choice? a guitar. Right, and I, I remember teaching Nate how to play bass, which is hilarious because he got way better than me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I think it was just what was available to us. Okay, and there All were right. drums at your folks' house. Well, Nate so. used my bass in yes, They Drive by true. Night. That yeah, that's also true. Um, so anyway, uh, so our our good friend Isaac, uh, who was a, a childhood friend of my wife's, um. Uh, agreed to play some drums with us, and uh, yeah, and th- that band ended up being a that's that's Ike, uh, yeah, Ike Turner, I- Isaac right? Turner, yep, yeah. friend, um, of the, friend of the show, friend of the show, um, and so that band ended up 
I don't know. I just I got it in my head that we could do a lot of recording and touring things, which we didn't really know how to do at all. But uh, we ended up the band ran for just shy of four years, and I I don't know. We tried to count one time. I think we played close like 250 to 300 shows mm-hmm. in that time and toured all over the U.S. And that's kind of how we got to know how to do this stuff. <laughs> learn how to punk rock. Learn, learn. Say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and so from from that began, and and one thing I've always appreciated, uh, and coming from from where I'm from, in the Bay Area, most bands never tour ever. Like they never leave the like the, some of them never leave the confines of San Francisco. <laughs> frankly, they, like there's a record label I've mentioned this in the show often, but I, I refer to it because I love it called World Famous in San Francisco, and that's absolutely a thing. <laughs> that's appropriate. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and and of course my old band toured a lot, and that's actually one of the reasons why I even know you guys mm. at all. And I always appreciate the fact that you got out there again despite all logic and uh, geography. <laughs> and geography to the contrary, much in the same way, just. Uh, <clears throat> Like with with a, uh, a a furious boldness that borders on um, the insane, uh, and I always appreciated that about you. Yeah, we're, we're dumb if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and I think we were. I think for a lot of uh, musicians uh, of our age and sort of our ilk, we're all sort of chasing this SST era sort of. Right. Uh, work ethic. The dream. Right. <laughs> the yes. quote unquote dream. Yes, the Chuck Dukowski dream. Uh, and of it so, being vaguely sustainable. Right, right. <laughs> and I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of uh, complications with that model in the modern age. Um, and especially like no one in Black Flag was 40. So, um, <laughs> right. Some of those things are a lot more uh, doable when you're really willing to do like some really gnarly shit. Like yeah. driving overnight, sleeping yeah. on everyone's yeah. floors, uh, sleeping in the van, all that sort of stuff. That becomes a lot less sexy. This <laughs> is um, a little bit of the luster <laughs> with time, and so and then and then I think we made probably the um, uh, ideological pivot over to sort of the dead moon model, where it's just like, well, it's not for everybody, but it's for somebody, and we're just going to keep driving around until we find somebody. Just. <laughs> uh, Despite age and well, despite the well, practical. and almost making it more adventure based, yeah, well, or, or, or yeah. well, yeah, and also I mean somewhat vacation based too. I mean we we did. I don't understand what the word you just said is. Sir. Vacation, <laughs> yeah, a working vacation. Because I mean we did we did trips in the UK and we you know we go out and we see stuff too. You yeah. know things that we, I, I'd never been over there before, so right, right. Um, it was really interesting to just to see a lot of really great things there. But then and you know and then of course like on tour you just go and now we have to go play a yeah, show. Yeah, now we're gonna load in. <laughs> yeah. now, now we're at the hotel. Now we're packing the gear again. It's, yes. Exactly. Yeah, so we definitely have uh, Dale. Dale has it <laughs> said the best thing about it, which is like it's like Groundhog's Day every day, except for you're in a different city. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah pretty much. Pretty yep. no. Yeah. For, I always make the analogy for coworkers who are like, "Oh, your band's going on tour. Oh, do you have fans there?" And yeah. like, you know, the, just yeah. do you make uh, money and all this? I'm like, it's like going on a fishing trip with your friends. Yeah. No one is ever like, oh, do you, do a lot of people like to watch you fish? <laughs> right. Do you make a lot of money fishing? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. It's just that. Like, ben, uh, ben, I think it was Ben, uh, mentioned it like being akin to golfing. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. Greens fees and things along those lines. You know? Exactly. I, I, and it, But it's got, for me, from my perspective, and this has come up on the show a lot too, I just never let anybody know that I do it. Because it's, it's easy. I try. I'm just, I, I'm just incredibly secretive about it. And then 
But then what, what's what's interesting is people like, in one case, somebody came to a show and was like, "Did you just open for the thermals?" I'm like, "Ah, yeah, that was that was that was me." Please <laughs> please don't tell anybody that happened. <laughs> so what do you do at what do you do at the office when they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go around the room oh, and God. and everybody say something that nobody knows about you." Oh Christ, that is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I killed my first wife. <laughs> I collect stamps. That may be worse. I collect, I collect stamps would be incredible. Yeah. I would lose my shit if somebody yeah. said that at one of those horrible things. And then just spend all your time like trying to get other people into it. Yeah, Even no. if you don't know anything about it. You're no, just, no, the, the inverted biplane is really amazing because of the like, friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Running away. I only anymore. collect post-2005 stamps. I'm a sort of a modernist stamp collector. An alarming level of specificity. <laughs> so, so that's an interesting sidebar. Then, for, for for you guys, like, do like people in like your you know day job lives like know that you were in the Bismarck? And if so, how do you uh, characterize? How do you so, this, so that? I, I had. I, I'm going to say at one point I did have a. I had some uh, one job. I had a couple people would show up to our shows, um, and they still kind of continue to be fans now. But since I moved to Seattle. I think I mentioned because because I do disappear for two weeks at a time, you know, yeah, roughly yeah. two weeks at a time. They ask where I am, yeah, and I'm like, time. I don't know. Yeah, they're, and I'm just, they're like, hey, I th- we thought you quit, and I'm just like, no, my band is on tour. And so every once in a while, they <laughs> someone does ask, you know, oh, let me know next time your band shows, you know, plays a show, and and one, like one, I think twice maybe someone had shown up and one person ended up liking us quite a bit and they're just like oh, cool. I, I wasn't expecting that and the other person was like yeah nah, not for me which is what i kind of just always expect is going to happen i probably always try to say like well it's not for everyone in a tone of voice that would suggest it's not for you it's not for you yeah <laughs> uh, no totally and amazingly i don't get a lot of follow-up questions You've had people from work show up before. I have. They used I to count them on they, one hand. They have a tendency to show up to shows that go really poorly, though, I've noticed. This is also true. <laughs> In, like, every single way. Yeah. Well. Just don't cross those streams. Like, yeah. A show that goes and poorly and a Bismarck show. That's that's a Venn diagram. And, C- and Seattle. <laughs> Most of an overview. Yeah. Have it, and also throw Seattle into the mix, and then we have a, a recipe for disaster. You know, I mean, the times I've seen you guys in Seattle, I thought, I thought it's been good. You look like a good luck charm then, because. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've been called worse. It's hard to, oh, it, yeah. It's really hard to overstate how little Seattle gives a shit about loud rock music right yeah. now. Yeah. So. Oh, when I when I was I was interviewing someone from a film and they asked me like they're like, oh, you're in a band. How long you guys been playing in Seattle? And it's like 15 years. <laughs> and and they just kind of went like, what? Oh. Like what? And they were just like, ah, oh, we play a lot. We play out of town a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's probably been the same since. The post grunge era. I mean, I guess the post grunge era, Seattle gave a shit about a particular kind of loud yeah. music. And then you had the entire like Silkworm, Engine Kid, Jasmine yeah. ghetto, where they were just fighting it out for these terrible shows. So, so, so do you find that like being, uh, you know, somewhat <clears throat> great, great planes originated? Like, do people care there? Like, uh, is, it, is it hit harder for them? No, not really. Actually, well, they, we had we had a lot of friendlies back. In some areas, yeah, I guess. Sure. I would say that the the touring in the Midwest is more inviting, usually, almost always, actually. Than seems, seems to fit on, your modus operandi a little better. Yeah, and it's still the. I mean, it's people seem to just be more uh, into the spectacle of it or something. Uh, so yeah, I think. I mean, I think that like playing 
shows in the Midwest, especially small town places, we always had a lot better luck with small places uh-huh. because <clears throat> maybe there's fewer distractions or fewer things to compete for people's attention. Well, I, you um, know, oh, well, in Dayton last year, for example, we were talking about that and they asked us why we came to Dayton. And I mean, I, I but the, the, on, in all honesty, I mean, I remember growing up in a town. I mean, I grew up in Grand Forks, yeah. which is a, a fairly large town for, for North Dakota. And I've been been really happy that someone would come. Someone actually would come. That someone would come and, yeah. and, and play there. Like, we, I mean, when I was younger, like my band opened for like a minor forest. Right. And, you know, I, was, I remember thinking it was great that they would just come through Grand Forks. Because um, usually they'd go to Fargo, which also, you know, I would just go down to go see that. I mean, like Schlack played sure. in Fargo, and yeah, I yeah. saw them, and everyone I knew in North Dakota went to that show. Right. Um, I mean, you know, and obviously we're not a famous band, but, it, I, I, you know, every once in a while you do get someone at one of those shows who's just like, oh, I'm really glad you decided to stop stop here. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dayton's a little, you know, def- is larger than, like... I mean, we played some really odd places. I mean, we played Sultan in Washington. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, especially the band Sultan. Van exactly, at the town. Yeah. Wow. In, yeah. In and Washington. like Arlington, Washington, and mm, yeah, we did play that show. Department of Cultural Sensitivity. Jesus, that's the only <laughs> show we've ever played where they had the Magic the Gathering mana symbols painted yeah. on the walls. That was um, as is the custom of our times. Yes, yeah. uh, in the future. Uh, Yes, pending government regulation. <laughs> you know, and, and even when we went to the UK, we played some a little bit out of the way places. Well, we and, did, and, yeah. And, and so I always appreciated, like I so so. Granted, if you, if you talk about an aggregate total of years, I'm from Oakland, but I grew up in the Central Valley in Modesto, of which there was maybe like two punk rock bands per year mm-hmm. coming yeah. from out yeah. of town. Yeah. And I was always so thankful. I'm like, oh, there's there is a show. Awesome! Yep. I can't wait to go to the show that is happening. With a punk rock band that is not from here. Yep. <laughs> and like, I mean, we would get unreasonably excited about unreasonably mediocre bands. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Because oh. of that. I'm not going to say them. Never mind. I, was, I, do have, I do remember being really excited to see Ark Welder, although I don't think they're mediocre. Ark but yeah, fantastic. But, they're, great. but yeah. they're, really, they're really good. But have I you do, listened to them recently? It's all hits, man. I'm, I'm not... I'm I, not think, s- I think I like them better now than when uh, I... Like I said, it. that's a poor example. Yeah, yeah, but okay. but it, that would be an example. Like, people had never also, heard... it's got on the show, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so I, I do remember going to a show, an Ark Welder show, and seeing people I knew from high school who had never really heard of that band before, but they just went because they were like, well, they're, pl- the they're playing. So, and then of course they'd go and they'd be big fans afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know play- living in, I lived in Alaska after North Dakota for a while and, uh, talk about not getting a lot of touring bands. Yeah. Like, uh, and so the bands that did come, I mean, some of it was just, they were super determined or something or just super crazy. Uh, and you just get these bands, you're like, agent orange is coming. And you're like, no one the rest of the earth is just like no one gives a shit like we all heard we get it yeah yeah we got bloodstains pretty good song move along uh but everyone was fucking stoked to go see agent orange or doa or any of the weird bands that would just make it their business to go there well and it's i don't know there's a certain degree of adventure to it i mean I played Palmer, Massachusetts at a kid's shed once in Replicator. And like the entire town came out, you know, all 30 yeah. of them. Yeah. And then they took us to dinner afterwards. The town yeah. did. Well, and it was like, that's, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. Right. If you needed to pee, you had to like go into his parents' house and be like, hey, I'm... Just yep, we've, we've, we've played a couple of those. Uh, we also had one in Montana where we just rolled up to this house and 
we had been told, you know, it's in this garage. And it was right. just a garage. In, it felt like that house at the middle, kind of the middle of nowhere. And yeah, it was great. Like, it was just, they just had a heater going. They had, a, like, <laughs> crammed about 40 people in there with it, us. Yeah, it was like a Harmony Corinne film in there. It was. Real oh, yeah, it was. Questionable. There's some children making some very poor life decisions. Oh, man. Tequila should not come in a pint glass, kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... My stomach just did a turn. Like, yeah. But yeah, those adventures, I mean, I think that certainly now... No, there, not that there were any ever dreams harbored of like, well, we could really take. There's no next level. I think we've just decided. Yeah, there's no, no next it's, level this is us. where we're at. But we we have really focused on like trying to make things like a little more not adventurous in the sense of like let's try to do something new, like have a new experience for the most part, mm-hmm. um, or play with bands we really like versus just like, ah, let's just go out there and flog it again. Um, although early on, everything was an adventure. Poplar, Montana. Poplar, Montana. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, do you feel like certainly you've established a thing, but I mean, do you feel that like just the idea of like any kind of anything beyond the current level that you're at is just like not possible or I mean, well, certainly you're not well, going to be searching. Well, no, we're, well, that's, it's more like we're not searching. Okay, yeah. Sure. That's uh, to, to me at least. And who's, yeah. You know, let's go ahead and charitably say that you guys make some esoteric music for, uh, yeah. Oh, audience. for sure. Yeah. And it's, I think that <laughs> yeah. uh, me being that niche, <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate the fuck out of it. I think, yeah. and, and you're on the right show for the people, other people that appreciate that. Niche. Oh, and I think that like, yeah, I don't think that we like a ton of music that really operates much at a higher level i mean i think we're pretty into small fry bands uh and i i don't know that we're interested or capable of making some kind of pivot like suspending your lives to go like oh oh, even that sure yeah i mean i definitely not gonna happen yeah it's an interesting (laughs) yeah we're not we're not thought experiment what if we toured six months oh no chris had a good one once because there's a time where i lived with chris and uh, I, I mean, I, I think he said, "Yeah, the Bismarck, Bismarck's not made for the long haul." <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Small doses. I agree. Like, really. We're like a good. We can like, we yeah. can do we can do ten days on the road, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. It's a good length. Well, it's just it's fine. fine. It's, it's, That's plenty. It's, <laughs> It's plenty. It's plenty. Yeah, You're see? On day 10. Case, uh-huh. yeah, these guys. case in point <laughs> right there. Whenever you hear it's a good length. Um, yeah. I mean, the the primary driving... Her, her words. Yeah, the primary sort of driving force in this band, or the sort of like uh, nucleus we all kind of orbit around, is this long-standing friendship. Of course. And, and, if, I, well, and, and, and you can, I mean, I think you can actually hear it in the music. Oh, me. yeah. And you that's can certainly a few, time, few bands I can say that And about. certainly you can see it on stage in the yeah, sort I'd, of... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going to say on stage is where I, I think you would see it. How do you hear it in the music, though? That's really weird. I, I, like, I believe I actually, I think I actually wrote that about you guys once. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I say a lot of shit and I'm like, I said that? Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I, I've never seen... I use that again. Yeah. No, I just, I've never heard that before. Usually, I also said you guys uh, are the only band that has a uh, luck harder than your riffs. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to go on record like again luck. to say this tour has gone off spectacularly well. Yeah. And knock on wood, do whatever you <laughs> yeah. want. Every you single show has been back. really, really good. And yeah. and, and we've, yeah, I, I'm t- completely happy with this. I'm almost afraid to get on the plane tomorrow. Just, you know, Four hours just, later, they would all be dead. Exactly. It's one of those things. I'm kind of waiting Mark for it. Mark died on the way back I'm, to their home. I'm bracing for it. 
Because we usually do have, fine. you know, we do usually do have life. run into a lot of problems. Life. This one, well, not yeah, so many I mean, problems. You're, you're, so, yeah, I mean, and we touched upon this briefly, but there is there is um, some serious uh, series of unfortunate events that has, part, has occurred. Part of right? part of turning sort of your band into uh, not, I don't want to say like adventurous and that like we're out like fucking free climbing El Capitan or something, but in terms of sort of making touring a, a little bit of mini safe adventures is that there's a lot of misadventure that goes along right, with that. Right. I mean, for every sort of, uh, yeah. And and every band has, every band that's toured has this sort of litany of van breakdown stories or terrible show stories or, or whatever. We kind of have at least our, our fair share of them and have documented them fairly well along which, the way. Which is fascinating to me because that's something that definitely, you know, most, most bands, at least... I mean, even like bigger bands and, and, and folks that I've talked to like have their their share of just, uh, you know, like stuff going south, let's just say. Yeah. Um, but the difference between you guys and these other bands is so, <laughs> they're struggling. My, my producer is going crazy right now, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could I could have muted. Your I can't stay. I can't stay still. I was too busy talking. The Kona Neutron story. <laughs> Colon. I'm, a, All right. I'm, a, I'm a pretty infamous fidgeter. Yeah. The uh, well, the difference is so much is documented, and by documented I mean like actual film. Yeah. Uh, which 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 is a good segue into um, into Eric's world. Oh, we're gonna talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can just mute my mic for a while if you want. I'll try to be brief. What what, what questions you got here? Dan's well, going to go grab a beer. Spe- specifically in relation to oh, uh, the Bismarck tour documentary, which I, I believe the, the work... Um, there's a lot of them. I mean, explain to I've, me... I've been doing it since 2006. Yes. Um, a yes. lot of material. There's, uh, I've, I think I've managed to... I've done one for every tour except for one little mini one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, I don't remember why I didn't. I think I just was in a shitty mood, honestly. I just didn't want to do it. I was working on another movie. Um, Winter Herzog said the same thing the other day. What yeah. Do you want me to talk in my Warner Herzog voice? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to. to. No, I don't. Uh, and I kind of just like I caught, because we had done two tours before, for, uh, 2004, 2005, and interesting things would happen to us, and I, I would just take photos instead right. with a cheap disposable camera. And then uh, I later bought a, bought a, I mean, like, a, gosh, it was a Sony, you know, mini cam. I mean, it was, it was a pretty nice camera. I'm terrible with anything technical. I actually don't remember what camera it was, but. Was it basically a Fibulator 9000? I don't know. It had, it had mini, it had mini DV tapes there. Gotcha. Okay. That doesn't narrow it down yes. at all. A Sony with mini DV tapes. But, but it, does, it does move it to a particular time. Sure. And I, I was, because I was making this other film too, and I just decided, well, I'll just bring this camera with us. And I'll just film things that happen. And uh, because, you know, boring's, uh, sorry, <laughs> touring is kind of boring sometimes. And uh, you can only read a book for so long. And right. you, and so I just decided, oh, I'll just p- film these. And I, I think I filmed from six, like six, seven, eight, nine, and I never put them together. I just had stacks of tapes sitting around. Right, right. And then I quit my job. I moved to Seattle. I moved in with Chris briefly for a couple months. And I, th- I saw it, thought, like, well, this would be a perfect time to put them together. Yeah. And so I started putting them together, and they turned out pretty well. And I'd show them to the bandmates, mm-hmm. and then they were just like, "Well, Jesus, if we thought they're going to turn out like these, we, you know, like this, <laughs> we, we, this we, we would have been going to be any good. We would have, have been more amenable to you shoving the camera in our face and asking us stupid questions." 
Um, which I know is really, really annoying because the worst time to interview somebody about touring is on tour because yeah. they don't want to fucking talk about it. Yeah. Sorry, can we swear on this? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that horse is Ship with the bar. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, yes, so yeah, so I've been doing it since and it's now just, I feel like it's just part of it. And, you know, I, I did some for our records, too. I do. I try to do a documentary for every Which, record. And, and that's uh, the, the format there being, uh, you know, not necessarily feature-length documentary, but, like, more, like, just sort of, like, uh, kind of, like, in that, like, 10, 10 to 15 minutes sort of so cycle. I, I'll have to admit, some of them got a little long. I, I, there was one year, her 2014. Words. What? Huh. Her, her words. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, there, 2014, I had asked people who watched these videos who were fans of them, so yes. like three or four people. I think actually I asked you too. And I said, what... <laughs> Story checks out. Yeah, and I was like, well, what do you want? What am I missing? I don't remember what I said. But... Uh, most everyone said we need performance, live performances of the actual band because the last thing I want to do is... Right. Grab, throw a camera in someone's hand and have them film me. Yeah, hey, they could you just film me playing rock and roll. I know movie? it's it just seems I mean, so it, I mean, awful. Well, so. but I know you. But like in a place, you know, we went to the, there's there's places we I went know to. Do it as opposed to be, oh yeah, dude. And then like you're getting a beer. You're not doing what I asked you to do. Right. Well, so anyways, yeah. So I just never wanted to give the camera to somebody I didn't know very right, well to, to give up that. Um, wow, to, to give up not only the control but like a very, potentially very valuable device. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Uh, Literally the control of the device that is not cheap. So, the, yeah, one of them ended up being too long because I int- I added a bunch of live performances. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I watch that one now and I just want to skip over the performances. But I do. Yeah. And I usually, I think most people did <laughs> after the first time they watched it. Yeah, because it ended up being really long. It turns out that was a popular opinion. Uh, but I think I, when, when I do the, the when I do the documentaries about the uh, about the records, I try. I'm like I have a firm rule of the documentary cannot be longer than the album was. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I always that. find a way to cut Chris out. <laughs> also a good plan. Also a good plan. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So I don't know much much do you want any more about well, that i mean, I, I, it, I mean long story short i, I so, do it so, so it's the, entertaining. the heisenberg principle says that the you know uh, the observance of an event changes some degree of the event itself right so do you feel like is it intrusive yeah so, like, uh, sometimes I've, i catch i try to catch myself not to be intrusive but um well like for example i don't you know a live show and i give a camera to somebody and i say hey film some i just give them some Oh, okay. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I just give them basic instructions. This is how you focus it. This is record. Press record. Don't stop it for fifteen. You know, just fifteen minutes, ten minutes tops. You know, fifteen, whatever. And then, like your bandmates play to the camera. No, I don't actually. And that's, (laughs) and that's the thing. It's like I don't want that. You know, I don't want any mugging for the camera. We we ham it up enough on stage as it is. And I don't see any difference between having that and the, you know, having a camera going all the time. I love that, by the way. I I actually think that's an important characteristic of the band. I do, too. It's definitely distinctive, yes. Yeah. Like, I'd I'd say the only uh, only band I think that might have you... Beat. Shellac is, is pretty consistent. I'd, I'd say Shellac or Future of the Left. Another yeah, Future oh, Left Jesus. has some good stuff. Oh yeah, Future well, Left. <laughs> I, I I think yeah, Shellac would be the number one for me. That's where I that's where I first saw that uh, live and just went like, well, this is 
I, I love this idea that they have this almost these ongoing jokes on stage, right. and then they go like, "Yeah, we should play another song. Yeah, maybe. Which one do you want to do? I don't know." Yeah, I always liked Robbie Folks on stage. Yes, personality too. It was very funny. Um, so is the is there an ultimate plan with with these documentaries? <clears throat> like have like something like for no. a greater. <laughs> No, I, I think what I, I mean, I, I, someone had asked me I once. Mean, it, is, it is fascinating coming as someone, granted, like, you know, like in the interest of full disclosure, I do live the life myself. So, yeah. But there's a lot of people like me. Yes. Including almost every listener to this fucking show <laughs> well, that, uh, you know, would have some vested interest in it that may not I have run into some people who have said like, oh, I ran across that somewhere and, you know, and actually ended up like so in the band for, uh, later. I don't know how, um. Every once in a while, someone will quote me something from one of them, and I'll just yeah. look at them like, I don't know what they're talking about. It's like, that's from that one movie that you put together, your your, you your band va- vacation, and I'm just like, I don't, I finish those, I watch them once, and I never want to look that's at it again. Every episode of this show ever. Yeah. People go stuff back to me, I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, you said it. I'm like, really? Yeah, I think our ultimate plan is to burn them onto a, a gold DVD, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> shoot it into fucking space in hopes of finding a fan. So the world is actually yeah. our... No, you know what we're doing. We're, I'm put. I'm putting in a vault like like Prince, so the world has entertainment. You know, <laughs> and then after the apocalypse, so the world has something to not buy yeah. later. Yes. I've I've had a lot the of future Bismarck yeah. fans combing through the wreckage yeah. of that's what the, once was our society. That's the video. It's like the mm-hmm. dolphin people. Yeah, like you know they're excavating, yep. and they're gonna be like, "This was the most popular band in the world." At the time. <laughs> they build a religion around you guys. <laughs> they made whole movies I about was, them. You know, I always had this thought where I was well, like, like every single time. A high school band starts a band. They, it's like in their mind what they have is uh, what Wild Stallions was. And the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was like, oh, this is the music that's going to change the world yeah. and unify yeah. mankind. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what's going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not no. going to happen. <laughs> that's okay. My- got to focus on changing other planets. This one is lost. <laughs> well, well, here, I'll... I'll, I'll end the earth on this one? I'll, I'll end the discussion of the videos, but basically it just comes to... I, you don't end it when I say you in it. I'm oh, I'm sorry. I, well, I don't want to talk about that the whole time. We gotta well, get, but, it, but, it's a, but it's a hook. Even for someone that sure. doesn't know the music, uh, there's well, people that can identify yeah. with the experiences of, the, of yeah. these documentaries that are, quite frankly, largely brutal. Sometimes, uh, yes. It's just an incredibly brutal. No, I, I do. I, I don't. Yeah. It is an anecdotal evidence. It's literally happening on the screen. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> Sometimes. And, which blows me away because I cannot think of any other well, why? documentary that uh, really has shown that. Because first of all, getting any kind of like real style tour documentary is almost impossible for like, a working yes. band that isn't like already like an established bigger mm-hmm. act. Well, I've noticed that what I think the difference being with the ones that, that, that I make and the ones that I see is... Usually, those are made of some sort of propaganda vehicle to make your band look great. To, and to illustrate and, like some kind yeah. of point or like. And mine is not. Yeah. Mine is to show what it is actually like. Which is brilliant. It's a lot of sitting yeah. around. Yeah. It's a lot of us being stupid in the motel room. Yeah. It's a lot of, you know, playing sometimes disinterested band, you know, to audiences. <laughs> Uh, and it's like you know, and 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 yes, every once in a while, and and some sometimes a lot of the time, you know, something goes right and everything's great, and we're like, oh, this is awesome, and that's all in there. And every once, in yeah. A while. So, and, but the the end the end thing was, I just wanted to do them each as a individual one. I've been asked a lot of times, are you going to put them all together and make one big feature out of it? And I'm like, well, not now. I've been working on another feature, but yeah. you know, maybe years and years I mean, from I now. You. you uh... I think you could make like a supercut of it that would would 
Yeah, there could be a good way to do give, it, I'm give sure. Give the character of the band, give the salacious experiences, and then also kind of like, you know, there's a couple ways you could go with it, for sure. But, god damn, that's a, I wouldn't I wouldn't envy that editor, <laughs> let's put it that way. So oh, crushing. well, I've, I've told you about the film I'm working on now. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm in it, right? No, you're in it, and I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to film a little <laughs> bit more of you. the show goes for. Uh, uh, I, have, I started editing that movie starting October, like it was like October 30th. Yeah. And then... And I, you know, pretty much stopped the week before I went on this tour, and I'm not even close to being yeah, done with it. It's it's ridiculous. Like, I had, I thought I didn't have enough people. I had way too many, and I'm gonna add someone, of course. Um, and then, uh, just just for example, I, one of the questions I had asked somebody was, you know, what's the worst place you ever stayed on tour? And, you know, I asked like I think I asked this question to maybe nine nine or ten people, or maybe twelve, and because one's a group, one's a group of three. Yeah. And just taking their unedited stories and putting on the timeline before I cut it down, it was 48 minutes long. <laughs> because everyone told got that story. two yeah. stories. Some people told two stories. And so I had to cut it down. It's like, oh, it's only 30 minutes now. Well, this movie's going to be a tops an hour. And I had to cut it down more. So it's yeah. like at like 12 minutes. And yeah. That's why, uh, yeah, the editor's, uh, My God. The editor's job is a, is a harsh one. One of, the, one of the people I had interviewed, um, he had said afterwards, like, because I mean, I interviewed him for like an hour and a half. He's just like, man, I do not envy you having to put this movie together. <laughs> and I was just like, yep. Well, that's the fun part, right? No, oh, no, not really. No, no. Actually, it is for me. But okay. <clears throat> yeah, I've always liked the the documentary aspect of it. Sometimes, uh, in the moment. It is not exactly what you want to do. Is like tell the camera how shitty your life's going right now. Like, uh, yeah, sounds great. I'll so get right on that. Yeah, your band just shit the bed. How do you feel about that? You're like, this is awesome. Uh, but in retrospect, it's always, always uh, fun to go back and sort of relive them, especially since my memory's poor and I forget what happened almost immediately after <clears throat> it yeah. happens. Yeah. But, and I think that it's it's a sort of natural extension of our. Uh, our desire to be a productive band, uh-huh. even if yeah. a lot of what we produce isn't exactly music. But we have we have more, way more documentaries than than albums now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, and we've got like making videos, the records we record ourselves, also potentially ill-advised, like make our own yeah. shirts, make our own instruments in a bunch of cases, and not like didgeridoo. We're making that didgeridoo, right? That's next week. No, when yeah. I get back, yeah. I'm this is our, down the tree next yeah. week. Well, I, you know, can we also note that? Uh, yeah, so Dan records us. I do the videos. Chris also builds the guitars I, and I, basses. That actually was the next place I was going to go. Yeah, we're, well, we're, we're, we're going to take we're okay. going to take a music break and come back sure. to it. I'm actually going to play the song that I um, <clears throat> may have called out for last night. Uh, that you did, <laughs> may or may not have. Did we play it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, one for us. Go us. Because you were uh, paralyzed by like some degree of indecision or uh, you know indifference as to what you were going to play next. Both of those are plausible. (laughs) I was like, play goodbye, Angie. Oh yeah. The funny thing is, when when you do that, I'm actually going to review some footage that I shot here. So okay, fascinating. (laughs) So anyway, this is goodbye, Angie, by the Bismarck, and uh, you're listening to Radio Nope. Oh yeah, baby.
All right, and that, of course, is the Bismarck with uh, Not If You Were the Last Team Gina Fan on Earth, of which I heard maybe three stories related to that while the song was playing because... They can't shut up about themselves. <laughs> yep, that's yep. us. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll start with the uh, the musical. And, of course, uh, before that, we had uh, the song that I yelled out for, which is off of... Uh, that's, that's English Hustle, right? Um, oh, no, Goodbye, Angie. Heart. My bad, my bad. Yeah, that's a new one. <clears throat> Goodbye, Angie, which uh, closed out the... Milwaukee when we show. called that album Follow Your Heart, everyone thought it was, like, ironic or something, and we didn't... Or no, it was bad. I didn't know. We haven't... Yeah, I didn't think that yeah. at all. There's a well. There's I think a, it might be bad. But I'm, I'm going to say that my, my I'm, opinion is the only opinion in the matter. I'm very fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually very proud that in the in the making of what, one of us would said, you still be doing this. One of us were... actually, you say it. Oh, the oh the saying, yes. Yeah, follow your heart. You yeah. actually say it in there. Yeah, and I think the albums. Oh, the albums fine. When I, but the title, I yeah, a great album. Yeah. Though. Well, when when I handed that to Nate, by the way, um, <laughs> I was like, what's Chris, wrong with you guys? Oh no no when, no, it was great. I just said no. I handed it. I handed it to Nate because I met up with him soon after we made it, and I handed him the record about what assholes we are. Yeah. <laughs> to and and he looked at it, and he just looked at the title and just started laughing because, of course, we used to say that to each other yes, all the time when he was around too. And he was like, "Yeah, eventually it was going to be used as a title." He just, I think he just knew it. Yeah. So we just yanked this uh, car right into the embankment again. What were you talking about? So we were talking about the um, <laughs> uh, on uh, the last team Gina fan on Earth uh, off of the Great Plains. Mm-hmm. There's a couple ways to go with this. Well, let's start with the fact that there's there's a a rich reference uh library buried within that within that, many of your songs that but. song and that song i think started off as not if you were the last blank fan on it like there, we were substituting all sorts of bands but that team gina band which i probably so that was a band i actually don't know this yeah story. that's the real yeah, so, thing because I, I think i reviewed this record yeah I so maybe the, I, I, it may be pronounced team gina i think so i'm was a, positive it's team gina yeah, there, oh. there, there was, I went to go see a there was a, a band of our friends called Lake of Falcons in Seattle. Yeah. who were really great. All right, and pour I went, one out. Yeah, pour one out. Um, and so I went to go see them play the show, and they played, and nobody, everyone left the room, and they played this sort of like blistering rock set. I was like, ah, oh, that was so good. And then the other band played, which was this Team Gina, Team Gina band, which was like, hey, it's a it's a lesbian rap duo. I was like, mm, that sounds okay. And then it was like, and a laptop. And I was like, oh, fucking Christ. And so they played, and everyone was just eating the shit up like it was Run DMC in 1981. Right, right. Can, I, can I interject and real it was, quick? It was just super depressing. Yeah, there, there was this run in, in Washington. I'm going to say Washington because it was Olympia, Tacoma, Seattle, where you'd go to see somebody's band, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll come and see your band. But it would be just a person with a laptop and like a guitar, <laughs> right, and yeah. that got really old real quick. Got the guitar, especially when laptop. you would set up playing a show with this band and you'd have drums, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and they just would look at you with disdain. <laughs> and I remember specifically we played a show yeah, in no Olympia. About, sir. Yeah, yeah, we played a show in Olympia with one of these bands, and once we started setting up the drums and everyone left, uh, I actually heard Dan yell, "We have drums, real drums." <laughs> Which and just made him come right back in. Just a sixpence. Yes, everyone was more like, yeah, but could it go? Yeah. And then could it look like someone was just checking their email on a table yeah. for an hour? And anyway, bobbing their heads. So there was that. Um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, and so of course we just wrote one of the like standard uh, PRF band. I'm pissed off that our band is not more popular. Right, right. Songs. But, but also just it's about... It's just a, a shortcut to success, it's a for deep, sure. It's a deep yeah. canon of those songs. But it's also not necessarily about us. It's just about how our type of music is out of yeah. favor, really. That's oh, how I always well, saw sure. it. That, I mean, that's that's how I... 
Yeah, that's how I've always read it. Oh, yeah. That's how I've always read your lyrics, although I could just ask you about them. It's not as self pity. You're saying it doesn't sound self pity. I don't think it did. No, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, well, we just I think it has the character trait of being relatively sardonic. That for sure. Is, that oh, that's true, yeah. but not actually being that mean spirited. Like the, the bitterness just comes from like sort of like a like a right like a life on we. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just like it's not specifically bitter. It's more just it's generally. It's definitely not attacking. Like it doesn't even really be supposed to be like attacking Team Gina because we were we were putting names in and just round yeah, yeah. robin style. Yeah. And that's the one that just stuck when we did the actually had to write make the cover. Um, yeah, is, is, that, is that when the fight's like it's go time, guys? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Really like we need to figure out which one this was because it had been like the out crowd. It been like we've been substituting all these yeah, like, we bad put, bands that we had played with. We or, definitely put the out crowd in there at one point. Yeah, so we did that. Um, yeah, and so that that was one where I think if you read the lyrics about like sucking each other's dicks and I'd rather be fucking chicks, it sounds it rhymes. T- t- <laughs> Taken on the surface man. level, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Taking a literally, it fulfills the criteria of rhyming. Yeah, yeah. So that's we, like an Ice Cube rhyme. That's a pretty good one, actually. Yeah. So and we, well, and there's just so that that is just it's packed tight with like these stupid inside sort of references. Right. The, the dick sucking was like <clears throat> like slavish praise for other people, not like a literal thing. The chick fucking came from this. We played a show. I don't remember where that was, but we were talking to the, oh, the yeah. door guy. Yeah. Um about something and he was recounting some anecdote where he was asking somebody like well you know would you do it this way uh and the guy's like "Mm, probably not because i fuck chicks and i was like (laughs) i was like wow what a weird turn of phrase Uh, wow so of course we had to use that for like two years after it just reminded me of this it was a long night and it was pretty it was actually a fairly enjoyable evening and so i was like well this will be a reminder to myself that we had that evening and it was fun yeah um, and then at the end, we wound up with this, uh, just repeating that line from that uh, uh, Waylon Jennings song, which we wound up covering later, I we think. Did. And, uh, and Police Teeth also, too, with the yeah. Little Bit Hires. Oh, Jesus, yeah. yeah. So we were, we yeah. layered it. Yeah, so we have a Oh, of, yeah, which I think I even yeah. uh, borrowed as well. Well, we used to have people come up and sing it with us. Yeah, we've lifted, we kind of have just a, I think it's kind of fun for us. It's like more like a scrapbooking thing for lyrics where you're just like i'm gonna collect lyrics from all these other bands yeah i like to think of it as homage and not stealing yeah, yeah. or i like to think of it as like hey andy cohen did this a few times yeah i thought that was pretty great yeah yep. um and so of course there's the waylon jennings thing there's also that that pixie song where he's talking about needing a change it's on that trompelmond record i can't remember which song it is jeffrey with one f that's that, what it is yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And then the whaling, yeah. And then we had the police teeth, a little bit higher. And we have a long track record of ripping off police. Well, repurposing. uh, I actually, well, it was because I realized that that riff, which I I think I kind of, I think I might have written that riff, that part was pretty much just that song. (laughs) So we just started yelling over it because it's really, we thought it was Mm -hmm. funny at the time. Yeah. You know, it's good to shout out your friends. Still from the best, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> we'll call it that. Yeah, we'll just say that. <laughs> so, uh, with with so with that song, and again, you're, uh, of the many stories were recounted during the musical break, uh, Chris Jerry, you you were interviewed for a, a very specific non Bismarck related purpose. Yeah, right? I had yeah uh, the local alt weekly, the stranger um, was being. Again, very kind of slavish in their devotion to a particular two or three bands. Mm, yes. Ad nauseum. No shock. It, that's kind of just the way these things go. What a shocker. And I, I gave the, the editor a little bit of shit about it. Yeah. And Rightly so. He, 
And his res- his first response was, "Oh wait, no, you I I think you don't understand." I was like, "No, no, you don't understand." And so like, "Here here's what I'm talking about." And so he asked me if I wanted to talk about my my feelings <laughs> about the scene. I was like, "Sure." That's how that started? Yeah, that is. Um, let's talk about our feelings. So, That's what you get for talking about your feelings. Yeah, fucking bear never. trap. It did. That was a that was so definitely I, a bear trap. I did this Doesn't interview well. yeah. that had nothing to do with the band whatsoever. Right. Um, I was mostly talking about you know the idea that more young people need to be involved. We need to sure, yeah. create some space for young people to because no one under forty books any place in Seattle or did at the time booked anything in oh, Seattle. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so I'm making sure like the children of men of booking of situations. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be a, like a ne- yeah. there has to be a next generation. You yeah, know, yeah, for absolutely. That was factored into scene building. That was a a big piece of the article, anyway. But um, at, right at the top, the editor really leaned on some of our more regressive lyrics, or or they were being read as regressive, and and really highlighted that particular song. And then there were. T- taking it a very guileless, uh, yes. like, like well, extremely <laughs> yeah. non, yeah, and exactly. Face yeah. value, yeah, sort yes, of exactly. Also, forgetting, forgetting that song lyrics are not always li- completely literal, <laughs> yeah, but like an encyclopedia reading, yeah, yeah precisely. Also, <laughs> used a photograph that my dad took of <laughs> the four of us in front of our van, uncredited for the article. Oh, I was like, come your dad. on! I know. I, I sent I sent the article to my dad, just saying you're you're now a published photographer. Good yeah. job. A, AP stock photo. Yeah. yeah, and don't worry, you're already you're already not getting credit for it. Yeah, don't worry. It's, <laughs> yep. Get used Welcome to it. Welcome to the life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and and that exploded. Uh, there were hundreds of comments I, and posts. I, I, and, I actually remember this. Yeah, yeah, and it was. And I I don't know why that's so surprising to me, but yeah, yeah. I was just like, wow, they got really mean this is, too. This yeah. is really silly. Um, so, but uh, I think the stranger felt so bad about it, they ended up giving me a a short a, a brief run of my own very short. Column. I remember that as well. Old yes. man shakes fist at cloud. That was essentially the, the Chris it. Jury weekly column. Yeah, that was essentially it. You so. kids. I, I like that column. It was good. You had a good one about like why do people not write murder ballads anymore? And I was yeah. just like, that, I yeah. That, I, did, I thought that was interesting. I thought like that one. Questions. Yeah. Of our time, people often wonder. I had thought. Yeah, there was something why missing in music. Chris, why don't people write more murder ballads? Did you get an answer? Because that fucking I, Nick Cave record that scared them all off. Well, we're due for a revival of that, right? I'm just, it's I'm just bad at writing ballads, so I just wrote a whole record about murder and cannibalism. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's no true. Ballads. Yeah. No, ballads. no ballads. I'm just bad at ballads. <laughs> we just writing, have murder songs. Yeah, just murder yep. songs. I'm only writing murder ballads about murdering Nick Cave over and over again. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yep. you know, and that that's that's hey, it's a fever payback. dream, it's really. That that's a fun guileless thing to say. Be like, this is a song about eating people. <laughs> Are rude. It's called Eat the Rude. Yes, you know, it's it's, it's a factual statement. It's, yeah. hard, it's no, hard for it's people fun. to take it too seriously at that point. At yeah, least. exactly. Like, yeah, apparently, <laughs> it's necessary. So, and it's interesting to me because uh, again, as I mentioned, Great Plains is sort of like was sort of my entry point to you guys, um, <clears throat> your recorded material, to which I kind of like went both backwards and then then forwards from it. I believe I actually bought that CD twice, also, uh, which puts you in a very rarefied era. I usually don't buy a CD a second time. They're like, nope. Did you use the first one as a coaster? <laughs> no, it it, uh, it 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 unfortunately, I'd like to say that like I took a bullet and then like you know the CD was the thing that yeah, took the bullet right. like in the movie or something, but that did not in fact happen. It got stepped on. Um, but I, I liked it enough to buy another one, which is uh, rare, rare praise in, in these trying times. <laughs> uh, and and I felt like. 
Well, and also with the way things are now, I think there's people are like ready to be like to throw bands like into the garbage pile of history like immediately with like very little in the way of actual factual evidence. And and I thought it was very clear, even when I didn't really know you guys, I was like, I thought it was very clear. This is high farce. Like it was like immediately apparent. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Possibly take this seriously. Does, yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah, how seem, could you? <laughs> it just doesn't seem possible. I mean, we don't take ourselves seriously. Yeah. No. I can't see how anyone else. Right. Would. I don't think you should really yeah. take things our what we're doing seriously or literally. I think that both of those are kind of a mistake. So, um, so I mean, I guess it was shocking to me that it would be taken <laughs> on such face value yeah. and and given credence in the way that like, hey, hey right. we're gonna like well, cultural because well, that's guess covering one in a million. How those words <laughs> were probably a bad idea. I mean, <laughs> no. I, I don't know. No. I, the we did that tour with, cover we did that, act that, that we tour had with for Black while. Pussy. I, I thought it was gonna be things. <laughs> no. the, the final Scalution set. Man. No. Oh, well, yeah. I, you know, and I, and I think the reason yeah, being why idea. people took it so literally though was because people are used to interviewing bands that are really, really serious about every, and yeah, their craft and everything, and they weren't. <laughs> they just, you know, weren't. I wouldn't say weren't prepared, but. They didn't understand they that you can you can do this they as no. They snapped. We were like the canary in the coal mine. It was like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, you need to save this rage for Black Pussy. You're going to need this in three yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, that's this a truly that, that's, that's terrible a vi- band. That's a viable yeah. target on multiple levels. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. When are they going to tour with Queens of the Stone Age now? I no. assume that's I keep coming. Thinking. God damn it! And, and <laughs> Prophets of Addiction. Yeah, can I, open I would say the fucking Doobie Brothers sunglasses. Yeah, I was going to say Eagle, Eagles of Death Metal. Eagles of Death Metal. Queens of the Stone Age should not catch that flag. Yeah, Eagles of Death Metal. Jesse, Jesse Hughes should be bound and gagged. Eagles of Death Metal. Queens of Dust. Okay, yeah. Okay. Fe- Eagles of Death Metal featuring former guest of the show, Dave Ketching. Yes. <laughs> wow. Who, who, who is totally badass and not Jesse Hughes, but being yes. in a band with Jesse Hughes must be exhausting. I think that's probably now he's just like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, you know, lightning rod. Thing. They, yeah. they just all try to steer him away from not talking about that stuff. Basically. Yep. It would so probably be a good to. idea. Some of those things like... Well, he, he's... My, not to turn this into about Jesse Hughes, but he's apparently an incredibly uh, giving, personable uh, individual on a, uh, mm-hmm. on a person-to-person basis. But yeah, he should never be allowed to talk about politics ever. It, yeah. He should basically be muzzled. Some of those things is like, yeah, I guess maybe it doesn't translate to a written or internet-based form. Yeah. And sometimes you're like... Maybe you just have some bad ideas you should yeah. keep to yourself. <laughs> it's, it's, and not it's a bit of column A, a bit of column B, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, with, I mean, so, so has, did that like make you think at all about like how your songs are like living, living in like this sort of like nuanceless society that we live in now? That like everything has to be incredibly like, on the nose. Like, has that made you rethink at all about anything that you guys do? Okay, you're shaking no. your head. No, that that doesn't play well on radio, but. Well, no, not so much. I don't. Well, it was. Well, I think I was since I was the one whose lyrics were being called. I was like, well, which is fantastic because he's the one that was catching the flag. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was like, boy, this seems to have been a pain in the ass for Chris. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I I guess it was probably more like the, the thing about it was it was coincident in time. I think with the and this really, but this really kind of became a more acute phenomenon in the past like say 2016-ish time of and I mentioned this in some little whatever interviewee thing we did but it was that there used to be for someone of our age there was this time in like the 90s where it was like you can think of this sort of like the pillars being the kind of Kevin Smith South Park 
type of thing where it was like, hey, let's say the most, and this goes back to like forced exposure was like this too, where let's say some fucking outlandish shit that you could really read in that is just, it is high, it is so questionable whether it's like touching the rails of like, you know, it just, you would say this super highly offensive shit just to kind of out offensive one another. Yeah. Right. The, As the exercise. Yeah. Yes. With, with, which is just a thing. I mean, all those like South Park, Kevin Smith, all those things are like that. Uh, and then there was this untacit understanding of like, but we all know this is just sort of like vaudeville, right? Like we don't actually yeah, we believe do. any of this shit. Right. And nobody can possibly believe this sort of horrible shit. Right. Right. And then, and we're then wrong. these fucking yeah. horrible people came out of the woodwork like yeah. and, and we believe we do. the horrible yeah. shit. We believe the horrible shit. Yeah, and you can't. And you're standing back going, "No, you can't really." And now, yeah. and now they have political power. And yeah. now it's just like, well, none of that's funny anymore. Now I just want to write like super sincere songs, yeah. like "Let Me Buy You Flowers," like just or super literal yeah. things. Going that's to the store, buy some Lacroix, whatever. Sorry, that's not a, that's not a pitch. But uh, like to welcome so, yeah. our new sponsor, Lacroix. Yeah, so it pretty much turned me off uh, for the most part of like the anything that could be misconstrued because it used to be I felt like pretty obvious that you shouldn't be taken literally or seriously, yeah. and then all of a sudden people yeah, it's not obvious who at all, literally apparently. believe these who literally just yeah it, it is so strange. I was like, well, I gotta jerk the wheel pretty hard to stay away from these idiots. Uh, just because you don't want to get lumped into that pack. Well, I mean, there's even things like you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 I would do like what I felt was a very obvious, uh, farcical, like, like sexist character. Yep. That I was like, oh, very clear. Like this is like everybody understands that this is a joke, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just never going to do that again. Yeah. Like I, I feel like it's, yeah. I'm one out of context quote away from like being. Like well, next on the hit list. writing song, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and, and like I couldn't be couldn't be further from the truth. Obviously, and that's one of the reasons why I found it so funny. But yes, like, the fact that some people are like, no, that's actually on the nose for what I really believe. Can you like, imagine if Dead horrifying. Kennedy's records came out now and they're like, well, God. he's singing a Southern accent. Like, I guess he believes that yeah, stuff. He, You're like, he must really want to kill all the poor. I don't yes. know. <laughs> yeah. Since it's literally oh, a political I, platform now, I, killing I, the poor. Yeah. The, the whole thing of writing a song right. from the perspective of a character. Seems to just be like, oh, just don't even touch that anymore. I, I, I yes, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm absolutely shocked. I, do, I don't get more questions about actually, uh, you know, yeah. cannibalizing, you right? Know, because I, like, I was like, I, it's just, it's, it seems to be impossible now. Uh, and so, so what do you guys feel like the, the, what do you, what do you feel like an artist's sort of duty or responsibility is then towards, uh, like lyricism and songwriting now? Like, do you feel like that there's like, Stuff you just wanted, like, fuck that. We're not going to go anywhere near it. I think that it would be pretty fucking tone deaf to be like, well, I'm just going to double down on this offensive thing and try to go farther. Like, yeah. I think that would be just categorically stupid. Like, um, I don't know about artistic responsibility or something like that. That may be a higher calling than we're destined for. For but, a popular uh, band. But yeah. I think that, like... Like the mentors. <laughs> Jeez, oh, yeah. I think there's there's something about like you have to be careful about like feeding chum to the sharks. Like you have to be careful if you kind of like taking that offensive thing, or even if it's slightly sarcastic, and wind up attracting the kind of people who believe it. Literally, even if you've toned it down, uh, and you're trying to like, well, you know, I wrote this song about how this you know chick screwed me over one time. 
And they're like, yeah, I hate chicks. They're like, nothing. Wait, whoa. that's not the message. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, you don't want to, you know, you don't yeah. want to write that song and then have the like the chick hating people being like, yeah, that's our anthem now. Thanks, yeah, dude. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's true. You're now MRA heroes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then there's no way out of saying like, that's not how I meant it. No, I, didn't I didn't mean it mean like it. that. Right. It's already out but there. But at the like, same no, time, we believe it, so it, it's real. There's yeah. also such a strong desire to make fun of those fucking people all the time. Like, well, of course. Like, how do you? read like the MRA people like what they write I, and not be like oh my god I want to put this dumb shit in a song because well, won't it sound super dumb when it's got a big dumb band behind it yeah well, I, I, don't know I just that, told you I, I think I, just, I might have this might be a bad idea I had just run into one of those people and when he said when he said something along those lines I think he said something about the like the female agenda I just stopped <laughs> no and exa- and I did exactly oh, that I laughed because I thought he was yeah, kidding and then I just yeah. and then he was like he's like yeah you know about you know how how women are all over these action movies now like Star Wars I'm just like what's he wrong? was like upset about this he was upset about yeah. this oh, and I was God. like right. uh that's ridiculous there's like what are you talking about this and I, I honestly thought he was kidding he wasn't kidding but those people exist yeah and they're not afraid to come out now I and tell and say that I was going to make fun of those people it, it, on my behalf. Yeah. Like that. I need something w- else. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to make those people afraid? <laughs> well. Yes. Or at least just... Uh, yeah. You, or at least shame them well, into... this is the thing. It's. I think you're right. You're like... The natural instinct is like, I'm going to call these people out yeah. and publicly shame them. But now, there's no such thing as fucking public shame <laughs> there's anymore. There's no shame anymore. And right? so they're nuance, like, nuanceless and shameless society. And it seems it's like, like it seems I'm going like, to call out David Duke for being racist. And he's like, no, I'm completely racist and I'm here. And like, nobody, thank yeah. you for giving me a shout out. Yeah. No, yes. I'm not trying Fuck. to help you. Fuck. Th- yeah, thanks for giving me a platform. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's just like, it, public shaming doesn't work for these people who see oh, no shame. I, nev- I never thought I'd see this happen. That's yeah, just so yeah, strange. Well, it's rough, man. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, there's no way to dig out of that hole. Yeah, so let's man. Play a tune. Yeah. And now let's play with a fucking Bismarck. Let's play another Bismarck song. Yeah, why don't you do that? This is uh, Northern Girls. <laughs>
brownie tank Gonna sleep it off In the back of a van My teeth sharp. This train God. runs on two rails off of Bombs of Patriots by the Bismarck. Yes. Which uh, I just remembered you can get for free even though the actual record costs money. So, yeah, why would whatever. You, why would you even buy the other one if that one's for it's free, man? I'm honestly, whenever I listen to that record... Don't, don't worry. Whenever Someone I listen to our own band and I decide to listen it's to, to Blood of Patriots, I seriously just listen to Bombs of Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> it's Because it's, it's funnier. It's canon now. Yeah, it's, it's canon. canon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And uh, before that, uh, oh wait, I see what you did. There. Northern girls, <laughs> Northern girls, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say it's, it's that's uh, English hustle. Um, that's actually my favorite song of that of that bunch. Yeah, good, that's good, our, good, our, good little... our short concept record. We only if concept records are all real short for us because we don't have really long attention spans. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. I <laughs> think do we squeeze four songs out about our uh, UK travels? So and I specifically uh, did play that because I wanted to get into the fact that like yeah. it kind of seemed like a turning point for the Bismarck in some degree. Is the fact that like there was some affinity with the the United Kingdom and the fact that it seemed like if the curse was not broken, it was certainly abated uh, uh, a little bit. A lot of good things came out of that for that first tour of the UK. Yeah. Name elaborate. One. <laughs> no, uh, Name I'm sorry. One. Fascinating. I was expect. I was expecting one of you to pick that up. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I, I bring this up to to anyone who will you know listen to me, which is not often. Now that I have a captive audience, <laughs> well, like I, I, I met, I, uh, out, I, sir. I had, met, I met my wife Great on that tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll say Very, that again. I, did you really? I actually did not know that. No, I met my wife on that tour. Yeah, okay. I met her in Scotland. Oh. Yep. Was not expecting that. But, nope. But uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good that's, radio. That's, that's good radio. Honestly, that's why. That's that's my one. Uh, that it counts. It counts. What that, we, we had a. I mean, we had a good time. We we discovered places that with weather just as miserable as here. Yeah, if not uh, worse in some spots. We picked up a lot of really goofy slang. We had a lot of really goofy interlude interactions with people that wound up finding their way into songs. I think. Uh, we met a bunch of really awesome folks. One of which uh, I married. One of which <laughs> Eric, ma- one of which yes. Eric married, uh, and a few sort of. It's, it's a limited palette for a, for a trick, but it's a good one. Yes, really. you can only pull that off four or five times. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you can't. You don't want to start expecting that out of every tour. Right? Yeah, exactly. that would be every awkward. Tour thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we met a bunch of like uh, bands who we wound up kind of keeping in touch with and going back and playing again with. 
whether it was uh, Gray Hairs in the UK, who we played with again in 2014, or Grant National out of Germany, who we yeah. went and wound up touring with in yeah. 2016. Did a really great mm-hmm. tour with them in yeah. 2016. Uh, and so it was really, really interesting. I, I mean, also, I think the it, it actually it has a lot of similarities, I feel like, touring the UK to touring or the, at least the way we tour the UK, which is a lot of like the north, which is probably not what people think of when yeah. they think of like, oh, you're just playing London. Uh, but it's very similar to, uh, I think, touring in the Midwest in that you're playing small places. You're t- well, if you're if you're us, you're tending to play like small places that is also a functioning pub or something. Well, it's right. like Frank's like yeah. in Milwaukee. It's <laughs> of like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's hey, it's the back room of effectively a pub and they really don't give a shit what happens there. Uh, as long as beer is being sold. L- last night, the uh, the door guy was like speaking to another person. I was like, ah, I think uh, some of these bands I think from, are from out of town or something. And I was like, Bonnie's from Louisville and the Bismarck is from Seattle. What? You're from Seattle? No. <laughs> That's not what I said at all. Let me repeat the story. <laughs> Listening comprehension. Uh, so there's, a, a, and it, you kind of, it's kind of nice. Also, it is like a flyout tour for us where you're borrowing gear, but borrowing gear there is not as, it has less of a, sort of a social stigma amongst bands as yeah. it does here where it's, it's really common there where no one has a giant van. Yeah. What are you going to put a fucking 15 passenger van oh, in, right, yeah. in, in the UK and gas is a thousand dollars a gallon or something. So yeah. everyone tours in little vehicles. And so there's a lot of backlining. A lot of clubs have gear, yeah, ha- shitty gear, but house drum sets. Yeah. yeah. Drum sets. Sure it's great. It's yeah. mostly, mostly, mostly duct tape. Uh, but uh, we'd run into one of those on one of those tours. We, too. Yeah. We've had some, yeah, there's always some gear nightmares where you're like, that's the bass amp, one ten inch speaker. I see, uh, but you know, whatever. Things are smaller there, so that so it makes the sort of flyout tour um, mo work more effectively because uh, you don't have to. It's not a thing. Like you don't have to be like showing up to the show. Like, oh, God, I hope someone lends us shells. Otherwise, it's gonna be an awfully quiet show. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm gonna say we did have one show where we showed up, and. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town. Is it Bradford? I don't know what that's story a, you're going to tell. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we had yeah. When I tell the story, you can you can you can tell the name of the town. Um, I we got there and uh, they asked us if we brought a PA, and we were like, we yep. actually I I, wow. I remember thinking that uh, they just told a joke. That's funny, and I started laughing, and then they kind of like, uh, no, did you bring a PA? Like, you asked us to bring our cabinets and drums. Yeah. We we're like, yeah. And but we didn't bring a PA on the airplane. No, no, we did. We did not. <laughs> yep, carried it on. Yeah. Yep. What, where was that. that? Was it Bradford? Uh, that was Brampton. Brampton. Certainly. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of. We went to a lot of B places yep. on that yep. tour for sure. But not Birmingham. But not, not Birmingham. Steel. We, yeah. No. 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 Uh, yeah. So in short, long story short, long story long, that uh, touring the UK was. I think it was definitely a big step in terms of. We didn't really know a lot of other bands who'd done it. Yeah. And yeah. so it was a little more pioneering than uh, some of the stuff that we had done where yeah, it was like... playing fucking... The circuit, yeah. right? Yep. Um, and so that was pretty cool. And I think that Germany, when we did that, that was similar in a very like, we are out of our fucking comfort zone here. Yeah. Um, well, don't speak the language for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I guess we can start with that. Thankfully, right? yeah. that, <laughs> thankfully, most of Europe did us a favor by all learning but, English for <laughs> like us. Like everyone knew English. for the Bismarck Yes. Tour. It was yeah. what a... What a big get! A lot of it for them. Planning, yeah. What a big get to have the most popular second language in the oh planet. Oh my god! I, I keep running into that when I go back to visit Norway with the with the wife, and 
I'm just like, oh, thank God everyone speaks mm-hmm. English here. <laughs> I'm just completely yeah, this screwed. This must be terrible for everybody else on the planet. Yeah, well, they all need to talk and with each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And no one's going to be doing French anymore. So. What? Oh, we don't I believe that's what they used to do. What? Way back. I don't know what you're talking about. French? Well, Wasn't they it? They banned French? No, no, no a lot of people spoke French. Oh. I thought. No. I, I know I'd, I'd heard of a... Ru- <laughs> yes. Maybe I'm just thinking Russia specifically. But. <laughs> MAGA. All right. Yeah, so I think... Yeah, so we're saying... So in, in summary, France's colonial power has diminished and no one <laughs> was French anymore. Yeah. Our world domination continues and everyone knows yeah. English. A oh, lot by our... Poor places yeah, where yeah. we also do not have fans. But... Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, people willing to stand in a bar and drink yes, while music is being played. While you're politely tolerated. Oh, yes. Politely tolerated. The yes. story of the Bismarck. As long as, as, long as there is some heckling. The, the heckling Malingeringly is... Malingeringly be liked. Yeah. The heckling, I have to say, is less efficient with a language barrier. Mm. Yeah. I think they feel less confident in their heckles. Mm. Uh, and so they're le- there are kind of fewer of them. And so we kind of really like, you know how the, um, like a band like Poison's like, man, we feed off the energy of the audience. We pretty much just wait till someone heckles us so we can start talking. Yeah. Uh, and inter- engage with At them. last. Yeah, we just kind of engage on that level. Uh, like, oh, you hate us. We hate us too. So um, <laughs> we have something in common. At yes. Last. <laughs> we should hang out. Uh, yeah. So if there's no heckling, there's no audience interaction, then the, the, the sort of inter- interstitial banter winds up feeling a little bit more like uh, masturbatory than very <laughs> performative. Uh, and so that that comes off a little strange. We played a show in Liverpool where it was oh like God. dead fucking silence. Like when crickets. You, you'd finish it. It wasn't even just like... No, <laughs> like I mean nothing. It was nothing. It and, was nothing. And you'd kind of be like, hey... I like. I, have you heard of this Beatles band or whatever the fuck stupid thing you were gonna say, right? Because of course we're not like, gonna let it go. My liver yeah. pudly and humor <laughs> repertoire is like super limited, um, but they were not really not having it no. in a way that only no. local shows normally do for us. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, the place we played in Arlington, where the mana, the I'm sorry, <clears throat> uh, the mana symbols were uh, painted on the wall. Oh right, back uh, to ma- that. Yes, okay. the Magic the Gathering place. Um, <laughs> yes. It was like Elrond's. A little rock montage. Yes, exactly. Uh, Gandalf's house of rock, and um, we finished playing. We would finish a song there, and it was nothing. Nothing. It was That's just dead. Bizarre. Fuck you. And it so it we like would, a bet. Was we like, would, I bet you cannot interact. And there were like maybe band. twenty people sort of scattered around the Hobbit hole. Um, <laughs> And we would finish, and it'd be just fucking dead silence, and we would just crack up laughing because it's hilarious. Because like da 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 da, tumbleweed. I, I actually club. remember specifically you and I breaking down in laughter after a song, like hilarious. after like the third time, just like actually just losing it's it. It's super funny. Also, we were like, "Hey, we've got two more," and then you just hear in the monitors, "One more." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wow. All oh, right, man. Yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tough yeah. crowd, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was like, yeah, we're, expect, no, we're, no ex- respect. we're expecting the cane to come out and just, like, drag us <laughs> yes. off stage. And then we, I think the, the band after us was some sort of, like, two-piece Alice in Chains oh, cover band awful. or something. It was just so, kind well, of... Did they get the same treatment? They seemed... They were... They found a happy home. Yeah. Yeah. We left after that. I'm assuming that guy was local. Set, I think. You didn't yeah. find out if the rooster got snuffed or not, huh? No, I, I, I knew they were coming. <laughs> right. But I, <laughs> you heard the rooster snuffing on, and, on the horizon. And word on the street was that he wasn't going to die. But uh, <laughs> I didn't get closure on that. You know who did die, though? 
No. <laughs> That's God mean. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so... You mentioned the social stigma of, of gear borrowing. Like, like that, that's. I'd like, can you expand upon that? Like, do you feel it's, that there's like a? It's just an American thing. I think. I mean, it's not. What? That's a weird thing to say. But I think that is a natural thing, especially. I, think, I, I don't fucking like it myself. Like, no, I mean, it bothers me just because it gives me anxiety about certain very practical considerations. Totally, and a, and there are there are tons of practical reasons why. Like, I don't like sharing gear either because it's usually just like. I've got everything set up the way I like it. And also there's the like, what if you break it? Which for us is a realistic concern. Um, <laughs> and so there's a possibility that like, you're going to break the one load bearing instrument for the night and then nobody else can play. Yeah. Um, or the, you're going to, which kind of happened to us in England that one time in London. Eh, no. I said kind of not really, but it was a shitty, yeah. Shitty house drum. Kit. Anyway, whatever. So stuff breaks, but uh, I think also, I don't know. Maybe it's just the bands we've played with, like in the like UK tours and stuff. There seems to be a little less tone questing going on. Like in America, <laughs> certainly every band we've played with in like in the say the last oh I don't know five years, all the laptop bands. Yeah, the laptops are gone. It's now just fucking pedal boards, like a giant, yeah. you know, ELO, <laughs> fucking or ELP, uh, uh, ELP style. Just like we don't have an ARP. We've uh, just got this a hurry up board. shotgun level pedal board. Or like Austin Pitts, thank you. Or like, hey, um, here are my pedal boards, and yeah. you're like, wow, man. And so it's never, now you can like, hey, man, can I borrow your pedal board? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what? I mean? uh, Just on this tour specifically, so many people have asked me, and this is I haven't had this happen ever. Like, oh, where are you going? What all are you going through? I'm like a rusty box. That's it. Like that's that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no. Pe yeah. So I think that there's people. I think here band, more bands are just sort of like, hey, we have our gear. The gear is more part of the sound, maybe. Yeah. And so it's like, ah, don't, please don't fuck it up. Like, uh, And so there's just a little less sharing going on. Also, like, it's just transportation's easier here for the most part, unless you've flown somewhere. We're like, yeah, take your own gear to the show or yeah, whatever. Yeah, unless yeah. unless you're with friends and you're like, well, look, we all play the same. Sharing drum shells or something or yeah. a bass cab. That just makes sense at a certain point. Like, we don't need three identical Dietz cabinets sitting there on stage <laughs> right, exactly. and you're just like well that's just stupid uh, <laughs> yeah I definitely had that conversation before I was like look guys like I'm yes. the last one to usually suggest this but um, I mean if we literally all have the same base setup, like let's work something out yes here. like three heads fine three identical cabinets maybe silly yeah. uh, <clears throat> so it's just a thing here where I don't know more bands have more <clears throat> gear like I don't. Th I think it would have been wild to play with a band that was just like, "Hey, we have a full stack and an eight by 10 You're like, "How did you get it here?" Like, it came on a yeah. dolly from two apartments over or something. But um, there, it seemed like it was all everyone could do to get a fucking entire drum set together in one place at a time. Huh, just like it takes a village. Like it did seem shows like shows up with a hi hat stand. Yeah, like, it did seem like someone was like, "Well, I brought the tom, you brought the kick," and <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like little tiny cars. <laughs> yeah, very expensive gas. Everybody has a piece of the v drum set. Yeah, so. That was that was an interesting experience, although it didn't make me move, move into this mindset of like, well, we should always share all our gear all the time. No, not at all. I, like I, I have noticed that over the years, the Bismarck rig seems to have uh, decreased in size. Because, yeah, yeah, I don't want to carry all that yeah, stuff. We yeah, are, we are very efficient. <laughs> Yeah, space-wise, we move playing-wise, different story. Yeah, move, move from the like the four twelve becomes the two twelve becomes yeah. the one twelve, and you're like, yeah. it's like every decade you just lose more gear. Yep, and you're just like, oh, they're so heavy. We played yeah a show in sure are Saint Paul, 
I think, Triple Rock or something. Wasn't that that place? And we played with Bottomless Pit, and Tim and Andy were watching us load the two 412 cabs out and the multi, like the two yep. 115 base cabs, and they're just like, <laughs> remember when we used to do this? Yep, yep. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. We haven't gotten there yet. And now we're there. Yeah, we're not, now, <laughs> now we're there. there with the, <clears throat> yep. We're just like, man, if I could just get about a 40-watt combo amp, we could just do this up right. Uh, but yeah, and certainly... Certainly, there's been some some modest technical innovation around Class D amplification, allowing a, a sort of paperback size bass amp to sound perfectly fine, um, serviceable, serviceable, serviceable tone. Yeah, there you go. Serviceable tone. Um, and they make some pedals now for guitars. <laughs> I've seen. Um, so yeah, the the rig has definitely gotten smaller from the from the guitar and bass standpoint. From the drum standpoint, nope, still big and dumb. I mean, as big as dumb as it ever was. It's not we, like a we should get to work on this rush kit yeah. with like a cat yeah, we, skillet and fucking like roto toms. Like one of those children's kit that like the the bass drum is like you know six inches this is, wide or something. We, this is my constant fear. This was a UK phenomenon. I was like sixteen inch kick drum. <laughs> it was like someone just took a floor tom and was like. Uh, yeah, laid it on its <laughs> That's side. good. That's good. Good. Man. Good. Like, but the, the pedal can't reach it. Okay, we'll put it up on a couple little pieces of metal. Uh, well, right. Oh, we'll that solves all the problems. Sorted. Yes. As they say. Done. <laughs> I was like, oh, the little kick drum. I, mm, I. That's, yeah, the, no thank you. Yeah, there's some drummers. I, <laughs> I'm good. There are some drummers who can play little tiny kick drums and it sounds wonderful. Those are talented drummers. I'm not one of those. I need a big dumb kick drum that I can sit behind and hide my shame. And your junk. So, yeah. <laughs> his, he said What's his, the difference? He said his shame. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Getting older, it makes you not want to spend as much time carrying crap around, I find. Definitely not. Also, which is why the band van, the second Bismarck van, finally just died in, you know, inglorious death. It was just like taken to the auto wrecking place. It's like, Fuck this. Uh, it just it became unnecessary. It was like, we could just take two cars. <laughs> or or yeah. if we're doing, if we're going to the, say the West Coast, we're just like, let's just rent a minivan for the weekend car. and not yeah. put miles on our cars or this fucking crumbling van. Um, we didn't help ourselves by buying ancient vans. It's like <laughs> yeah, I, st- I stopped doing that. That's why I've had, that's why I've had the same van since uh, the last replicator tour. People are like, is this the same van? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just take good care of it. Yeah, and they're like, wait, good care of <laughs> yeah, it. What, what, what is this good care of? Which you speak? You can maintain vans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just drove into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Did you buy them when they're almost falling apart? Put thousands of dollars into them and watch them fall apart even further. Yep. That's how we do. That's how <laughs> we do. Like a solid yep. business model. Yep. Uh, here's uh, Jamie off of uh, Wild Prairie Rose. This is by the Bismarck.
All right, and that is Jamie off of Wild Prairie Rose, which is a record. Um, when they come out, twenty thirteen. Like I think. Yeah, so. that was when we were convinced that vinyl was coming back. <laughs> Hashtag vinyl. <laughs> that, how'd that work out for you guys? Uh, everyone else's vinyl is selling great. So the, for the, I, I bought a copy. Sure, for the industry, it's good news. Yep. For As me, a, it's an extra coffee table. <laughs> in, in aggregate. God damn it. <laughs> well, and then we didn't help matters by May. We're like, what if we did disco sleeves or what I? Yeah, and like, just they don't have any right anything written on them. Well, that'll. What's I was wrong just gonna, with that? Oh, it's gonna confuse the living shit out of people. It turns out in retrospect. Okay, yeah. I made covers later, which reminds me, you should that change the covers to our to our uh, yep. band Bandcamp mm. page. Mm. Oh, help sure. some people, like at yeah. least two people. Hashtag vinyl, man. <laughs> I can buy another copy if it'll help. <laughs> <laughs> it would. <laughs> you can. I don't know about a hundred. Personally, <laughs> manifest a double digit sales increase. Uh, no, it was fine. Yeah, we. I mean, you got to go down that road occasionally. Yeah, you got to make some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now we sell them in two packs for DJs to, you know, cut. <laughs> right, exactly. You know. Beat, beat matching and such. Yeah, a lot of beat matching done on Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Quality jam. Yeah, if you want a nice steady tempo for your fucking, for your for your dub mix. Look yep, somewhere else. This this guy right here. Yep. Just like a fucking metronome. Just like that. Yeah, whatever. There's, it's charming. So We'll call it that. I think the one thing we didn't talk about, Chris, is uh, you, you, you're you're a handy dude with the with with, with the gear uh, maintenance and creation, which I, I find utterly fascinating. I, as an actual, <laughs> believe it or not, as a non gearhead, I don't consider myself a gearhead because I know people that are gearheads. I'm like, wow, I can't even hang. You're not on the tone quest. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have all my. I have all. Usually, it's like it's most of the same shit I've used for years, and if it changes, it's basically a custom version of the same thing that has like my name on it. <laughs> That's fewer, fewer, fewer knobs. Just like exactly. that's already set to the less stuff like. for me to fuck up. Basically, is what it comes down. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm the exact same way. Oh, uh, so but Chris, how did you how did you get into that? Was that um? I think it was just kind of partly a whim and partly necessity. Um, I think the first thing I built was a P base for for Nate Marshall, um, just because we wanted a P base and they're relatively expensive a good one is relatively yeah a good expensive. one is yeah and and the parts the shitty parts to put together to make a pretty good one are relatively cheap and so mm. i thought i'd oh this doesn't look so hard try um, your hand at it so i thought i'd give it a shot and i've i've just continued to to build instruments since then and um it's gone well it's been a, a thing a whole thing how many do you think you how many guitars do you think you've built oh 20 i'd no, Start more. from from little tiny bits and pieces. from trees like the trees, <laughs> trees you fucking cut down yourself <laughs> in the backyard. Mm -hmm. um, I've probably from sapling twenty five or so from bits and pieces, and I I know I've modified. I don't know how many people have sent me instruments or asked me to. Yeah, like baritone conversions are the thing that seems to be like the most. Lots like, of yeah, lots of baritone. I've probably built a hundred. I think I might have actually asked you about one at some point. Probably, <laughs> and then never followed up on it. Yeah, but that's you know, it's a lot of fun, and and it also guarantees that I I get to play the instrument I want. Right, and I get to make this jerk play the bass I want him to play. Let the record show. Chris I think I might have made a I made a soft Eric. request for that bass. Yes, I'm saying that like I want a short scale bass. Or, or I think I said like short scale bass that weighs less than five pounds. Yes, because yeah. yeah, and I was just yeah. One day, 
You're like, here, try this. Oh, okay. And that's and then then I have yeah. a new base. And we're not hung up on cosmetics. No, <laughs> definitely like, not. Really, noted. you actually offered to paint it, and I was like, no, I kind of like it looking like this. Yeah. With yeah. The, didn't you say that there's still a pencil mark yeah. on it? Yeah, from figuring out where the bridge should go. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, that's how that's how you want your yeah, whatever. To mm-hmm. Dress them up for two. Yep, keeps the resale value high. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yep. Kind of again. Stickers. Yeah. We're very conscious of the collector market. Yeah, I, I want to yeah, underscore it's a, that. It's, it's definitely a thing. All right. Wow. That was that was a good time, right? How's sure. that for you? It's pretty good. Who are your guys? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you. I mean, do you like Peter Green? I like Peter Green. We should hang out. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Where's your mic? I'm going to turn you off. <laughs> Did I mention I've been getting into vinyl? Yeah. I'm not kidding. I am turning you Who off. Who likes jazz? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Of course, this has been another uh, action-packed episode. Action-packed of Protonic Reversal. Thank you for listening. You can find all things The Bismarck on the internet. There's a Bandcamp page. Uh, there's <laughs> you shouldn't need any more than that. Um, what's what's that, Eric? Had you? It's, it's literally just Eric Frankie's lane. YouTube. Okay, you can work out that spelling for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you'll come up with something fun, no matter what. Uh, this show generally happens Thursdays, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, uh, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. Tats off to Larry today, uh, specifically for these guys. Hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I've enjoyed having them on. Thanks, Aww. Conan. Gosh. But we're waving. Bye. RadioNeutron.com for the archives. Uh, this show is broadcast on RadioNope.com live out to the world at large. If you feel like leaving a review of some kind on iTunes or something, it helps people discover the show and the awesome bands that are on it. If you don't, because you can't figure out or you don't feel interested in doing that, that's also okay. Um, anything else? Any, any party messages of peace and wisdom? No, nope. check out our internet website, thebismarck.bandcamp.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, HTTP colon slash forward slash forward slash www.bandcamp.com slash Bismarck. No, it's the Bismarck. Uh, just use, just, 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 just go to Alta Vista. Just go to Alta Vista. You'll find it. Ask Jeeves. And he'll look it up for you. Yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, Josh is back next week. Can you hear birthday. Me now? Playing like Alice in Chains covers and stuff. Sweet. <laughs> if I would, would you? All right. And uh, as per normal, we'll catch you later.